0: Love, talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating and mating in midlife, and now here's your host, Sandy
0: Weiner. Hello and welcome to Last First Date Radio. We are honored to be one of the top-rated shows about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships, especially in midlife. And today we have a little change in plans. We had uh, Hurricane Irma affected a lot of the east coast of North America here and my guest who was supposed to be on the show, two two people actually, is a married couple. They have no power unfortunately. So we have a wonderful substitute for, for the guest that was supposed to be on at this time. And I am going to be speaking to Jess from Dubai. We're going to be doing some live coaching here for the very first time. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And um, she wants to know how to let go of the hurt caused by toxic men in the past. So we're going to coach about that. And I'm going to give her some practical tools to help her heal and move on to find the right partner. And um, just a little bit about me before I get to uh, bringing Jess on is that I I really, my passion is helping women over 40 find love. And often um, there's so much confusing information out there about how to date, who to date, the rules of of dating, which I think you should throw in the toilet, because um, those rules are so confusing and they often make people into fake human beings who are trying to lure in the right partner by being somebody that they're not. And my whole coaching philosophy is that I want you to be you. I want you to be authentically you, and and take away all the masks that we wear and. Share from your heart, share vulnerability, and connect in a man-to-woman way Um, when you're in a heterosexual relationship. If you're in a homosexual relationship, obviously, um, connect in in a way that is heart-to-heart and not all intellectual, which is what so many of us do. I've fallen into that trap, too, where we just talk about ideas and And our work, and we don't really get into the heart of each other, into really exploring who we are at our core. So, um, I'm about to announce, um, actually start really letting people know about my second annual retreat, which is coming up in October. At the end of October, I am going to be doing the Women of Value retreat to help women over 40 to really love themselves more, and learn what their core values are, what their must-haves are, Um, learn how to understand men, and so much more. So I'm going to be posting about that soon, so look for that in my emails um, and on social media. And every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value, and this week's tip is step number 10, which is listen to understand so many times, especially in dating, we're just listening to be heard. And this is a famous Stephen Covey, um, uh, one of his principles. And I, I just I love it so much because when we really stay present and listen to understand, we learn so much and we connect heart to heart in the way that I said before. So, um, before i bring jess on i just wanted to say that she is a member of my facebook group my private facebook group your last first date so if you're not yet a member this opportunity to be coached live was only presented in my group and that's how jess just got on so if you want some coaching support some support for the ups and downs of dating some clarity for the struggles that you go through um, I really highly recommend that you go to Facebook and go to put in your last first date in the search bar and you can apply to join us. I would love that. So I'm going to bring Jeff on the air right now. Hello. Hi, Sandy. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. So I saw your question in the Facebook group, and if you can um, share with us what the core issue is, and then we can begin to uh, to get deeper into how to help you.
1: Okay, so I feel like you know one of the blocks for me in finding love is that I'm not able to completely let go of the hurt that was caused by you know toxic toxic men in my past and even though i've been trying to work on myself do some inner work and try to get over that pain something happens in my day-to-day life or some memories come or if if somebody says something and i'm triggered by that and all of the previous anger and resentment issues they resurface and i feel it it puts my vibe you know really down and i'm not motivated to date anymore so I'm just wondering, how can I get over this?
0: Okay. So this is actually a pretty common thing, um, and I've helped many clients through this. So I, I love this question because there are a couple of things. One is the triggers, and the other is that it's stopping you from moving on to the right person. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your triggers. Like give me, give me an example of something that would trigger you.
1: Uh, okay, for example, um, this is not not about one of my ex-boyfriends or partners, because this has to do with my father. He is um, a bit of a narcissist, and my parents are separated, but uh, usually when he says something abusive or he shows some kind of abusive behaviors towards my mother, that kind of brings a lot of anger in me, you know. Uh, even though I don't live with them, but once in a while if I visit them and I see him, treating my mother badly it it just you know brings this this really like negative feelings inside me and maybe it's a subconscious fear that i want to avoid that i mean i know that i don't ever want to uh, be in a relation with with the kind of man that my father was so mm-hmm. this is
0: an example yeah so have you, when you say toxic ex-boyfriends have they had similar traits to your father a few,
1: not a lot, but a few, yes. One or two um, have had, and I've had one particularly traumatic experience with, with somebody that I met um, online a couple of years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, so this is, this is important that you brought up your father, because when we are attracting in toxic relationships, it usually has its origin in our family of origin, Um, It's usually tied to one of our parents, whether it's blatant um, or subtle. Sometimes it's not even about abuse in a a very blatant way, but about neglect. Um, Parents who were too busy to take care of you and you felt that you had to be the good girl to show up and and be liked. Um, So the behaviors that happen because of our family of origin are behaviors that we repeat in our romantic relationships. Um, so our definition of love is tainted. It's it's not healthy, right? So mm-hmm. so your father who is abusive to your mother triggers something in you, um, and so that the healing has to happen within you. Um, and what there's a subconscious need in us to heal that relationship through the men that we date. So does that make sense? Yes it does. so so every time you attract in um, a toxic man and you tolerate it, you let him in, you're you're trying to somehow fix it, fix fix the relationship, hope that somehow, by saying the right thing, by doing the right thing, you're going to that he's going to love you, that he's that he's not going to be so toxic, that you know does does any of that sound familiar? Yes, it is. It is a bit familiar. Okay. So, um, so the healing starts with the self-love, with the you know knowing that those relationships obviously can never work, um, and that your relationship with your father is what it is. You know, it's it's um, and it's learning to set boundaries. It's learning to know your own standards for how you want to be treated. But that starts with. that that feeling of I am a woman of value. I am a person who wants to be with people who value me. And so when you know that you set your must-haves, you set your deal-breakers, and you quickly check men off your list who don't meet your standards, Um, and not just men, but women too. So do you also have any women in your life or friends that have stepped on your boundaries, have have not treated you well? No, no. I I think over the years, I mean, I'm 41
1: years old now. Over the years, I I think I've been good with this. I, I don't have a problem uh, cutting people off from my life who I find they're very negative and they're not good for my mental health. I just cut them off. I've not had a big problem with cutting ex-partners off as well, but I think my issue is that the herd remains, you know, it kind of goes over and over in my mind what they've done and that kind of stops me from making a new start, a new beginning, mm-hmm. you know, a fresh start with another man.
0: So is it the lack of trust for other men?
1: Yes, that is a big one.
0: I I mm-hmm. have a I
1: have a really hard time trusting
0: men. So if you're having trouble trusting men um, it's because you've trusted the wrong men. And so when I talk about your must-have list, so let's, let's talk about that for a minute. And I, I'm going to share an exercise with you also that I just shared on a summit that's going to be airing in December because that whole focus was how to let go of past pain, which is why I was so excited to do this because <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the way that we unguard our hearts is to really strengthen on the inside um, and soften on the outside, and the only way to do that is to get clear about what makes us tick, what makes us really happy, and and not tolerate anything else. So, what are the qualities of a man that, that really um, that you need to be with? Like, what are what's really important to you?
1: Um, I feel for me, the must-haves would be honesty and integrity. That is one of them compassion, as would be another must-have, um, followed by generosity mm-hmm. and, and family-minded. Um, yeah, these are the three, four things that are coming in my mind right now. I have made a list of, I think, about four or five must-haves in one of my journals, but I don't have it with me mm-hmm. right now. But, yeah, these would be my top three or four must-have. Definitely yeah. honesty, integrity, compassion, and
0: generosity. Yes, for sure and family minded you said
1: and yes, yes family focused um,
0: yeah so the men that you dated who were toxic did were they did they have these qualities
1: my last boyfriend which i broke up with one year ago he he had one or two qualities but not not all for example he was majorly lacking on honesty and integrity he uh-huh. He was hiding things constantly um, he wasn't very open, and it, that made me really hard for that made it really hard for me to trust him. He was generous in certain ways, but controlling and manipulative in other ways so uh-huh. yeah, I mean there is a bit of generosity, but uh, definitely honesty integrity was lacking family minded a little bit, but for me, the major deal breaker was uh he was financially
0: unstable and lacking integrity. Mm-hmm. So with this list front and center, and I like, tattoo it to your head or <laughs> stick it on your mirror, um, <laughs> really this is like the, this is the litmus test that every man has to go through. So, so that's a, this is a prevention so that you know that you're not going to allow anybody to stay in your life who doesn't meet those requirements. And so you're going to see if words and actions match. You're going to see if he um, is controlling or manipulative. You're going to see if those deal breakers are present. And if he does meet your needs, because if he doesn't, it'll never work. You can never make a person who's manipulative and controlling into the right person. So that's, that's how you learn to trust is by really being, you know, ruthless about who you let in and who you kick out. Um, so that's that's part of it. And but I do want to address the pain that keeps coming up. So this is this is about not go, you know shutting your heart down to future men. It's shutting your heart down to the wrong men. Um, and and I does that make sense? Yes, yes, I can totally relate to that. I, I
1: like how you put it. You know, to be ruthless with with this because I think that. Yeah, that, that is called for, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I just got off the phone with a client before, and she had a phone call with a new man who she did not feel a connection with at all. And she said, yeah, we're, yeah, he seems really nerdy. He's kind of a, just, we talked about work and science and, you know, what, what I said at the beginning of the show, that we have to connect heart to heart. And, and he, it just didn't feel like a connection. And so it wasn't just, nerdy is fine, but, but a science mind who just talks about science and not, not, doesn't lead with their heart at all, you don't feel a connection. And so if she was trying to somehow form a connection with him, and even on the phone they could not form a connection at all, I said to her, you, need, you just can't waste your time with people who you don't feel a connection with. I, you know, you can't fit a square peg into a round hole, so you have to really stop trying and keep moving through, you know, There's going to be a lot of no's until you get to your yes. But you don't want to shut down to all men because all men are not the problem. It's the bad men, the men who are toxic to you, who are the problem. So, you know, I I had a friend who got divorced and he, he said to me, I just, I'm such a nice guy and I, you know, people take advantage of me all the time and i just i don't want to do nice things for people anymore so it's the same kind of thing where he stopped trusting anybody because he's the the giver the overgiver the people pleaser and he has no he doesn't discern between who he gives for and who he doesn't it's i just give to everybody and i expect everybody to reciprocate that's not how the world works so you know if you have a tendency to overgive and overdo then be more discerning be more selective about who you connect with because our time is so precious you know it's our most precious commodity and who we give our time and our especially our heart to that's a treasure you know it's it's really something to be treasured and the right person will treasure it more when it's not given to everybody when you're selective you know you know how a gem is so much more precious because it's rare It's not something that's not common. And so when you are more selective, you become much more valuable to yourself and to others.
1: Yes, absolutely. I am a recovering overgiver, so I can relate to that as well. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of sense
0: that a little. (laughs) It usually goes with the profile of letting people, you know, step on your values and stuff. It's like you're a nice person and empaths and Kind, sweet people are the ones who attract in the narcissists and the sociopaths because we don't suspect them to be evil, unkind people. We just think people are going to be nice. Um, So there is some connection to your father in that unconscious healing, you know, that we need to heal from the past. And we somehow want to get the love from your father that you could never get in the way that would make you happy and feel fulfilled. And so we subconsciously desire that in all the mates that we have until we do this inner healing. Um, And so, you know, and the inner healing comes with valuing yourself more, which means setting your standards, your must-haves, your deal-breakers, knowing what makes you happy and being able to let a man know that. Um, You know, I need uh, eight hours of sleep. Um, I need quiet time every day. Being able to state your needs like that, and just you know, you go on a vacation with a man and he wants to be with you 24/7, and you know that's going to make you crazy. You don't say it in a mean way, and you don't suppress your needs for another. You say, "I would love to go on a vacation with you," and I really need to take quiet time every so often because I'm an introvert and. I need to take some time to read and decompress. You know, how about you? What are you going to need? And you have a grown-up conversation about it. Um, so I'm, I'm sharing with you tons of things, but this is, there's so many pieces of this. But it's like when you know your needs and you can express them, none of this happens anymore. Like you, you just don't attract the wrong men, and the right men are going to really want to honor your needs because they want to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to do an exercise with you. And I, um, there's two exercises, actually. So I want to start with one um, that I did not do on the summit. And this one is if you can think about the last time you were triggered, um, that you felt the pain. Can you, can you imagine that right now?
1: Yes, I can, because it was actually today.
0: Oh, okay. So that's very fresh in your mind. So where in your body did you feel that pain? I guess it's in my chest. Okay. Um so what is it what does it feel like in your chest?
1: Heaviness well, I feel like the chest is constricted. Mhm. Yeah, just just general heaviness in my upper chest, I feel like. I'm not able to take a deep breath.
0: Like it's a little hard I to When I remember. Breathe. Yeah. Um, and if you were to give it a color, what color would it be?
1: I guess it would be blue, a really dark shade of blue.
0: Okay. So it's dark blue, and it's constricting in your chest, and it's hard to breathe. Um, If you were to give it a temperature, would it be warm, cold, neutral?
1: Yeah, definitely warm.
0: Warm. Um, So what I want you to think of now is um, the antidote to this pain. Um, I want you to bring in another color that would feel loving and kind. What color would that be?
1: I think it would be green because for me that is the color of healing. I've always been attracted Mm. to green.
0: Okay. So let's surround that dark blue mass in your chest with the green. And does the green have a temperature? neutral neutral okay so we're bringing in some love and compassion and kindness can you feel that yes i'm
1: imagining being surrounded by a circle of green light
0: mhm and can you can you breathe a little easier now can you take a breath
1: I feel a little
0: better than before. Hmm. So when you, have, when you have this trigger, um, know that you can heal it. It's, it's, it takes time, and it takes repeated times. And I, I really love to do things that are not based in your brain but based in your body. Because our, our brains are really intellectualizing everything and trying to, you know, we all kind of know things in our brain and we say, yeah, I know, I know this isn't good for me, but I just can't help it. When we do things in our body, our body is brilliant and our body doesn't need to know the why, it just needs to know that, that you can heal it. And so when you feel that in your body again, when it happens, to just know that you can surround that pain with love, with that healing energy, and I would also really focus on trying to make that mass that's stick, that's in your chest, that heaviness. Try to really like sit and meditate with it and make it lighter and lighter, and smaller and smaller until it starts to disappear. So that the green starts to really take over, and that's what's filling your body instead of the dark. Sure, that was helpful. Okay. Good. Um, so there's one more exercise and this is also a somatic healing exercise and this comes from the Sonoma Sonoma method. Um and it might be overkill. I'm really giving you a lot in this half hour. But are you okay with one more thing? I'm
1: really I'm really grateful for all the help you're giving me,
0: Sandy. Oh great, great. So so Jess, um if you do, you, are you near an object, something you can put in your palm right now? Could be anything yes. that you can hold in your hand. Yes. Okay. What What are you holding? Um, it's a pen. It's a, it's a marker okay. pen. Okay. So I'm going to hold a pen too, and um, the object that's in your pen, hand, the pen, is representing your pain. So pen and pain are very <laughs> close, so that's good. And your palm is your intuition. It's your consciousness. It's it's your higher self. Okay? So I want you to squeeze the pen, which represents the pain, and squeeze it really, really hard. Okay? And if you, you can squeeze it that. even harder. Okay? And now open up your palm and... Now roll the pen back and forth feeling it roll across your fingers. Okay, you doing that? I'm doing it. Yes. Okay, so you see that this the pain, which is the pen, is not connected to your hand, but it's freely moving. And that's representing that your past pain is not in you. It's not a part of you. It's separate from you. It's something that you actually you know can think away just like you think it Think it up, so knowing that you have control and you have the ability to let it go because it's not attached to you, and so when you're ready, I want you to just drop the pen to the floor or the desk or wherever you are. Okay. How does it feel to just okay. let that go? It was easy. It felt light. Mhm, right, so it's light, it's easy. So this is another exercise that you can do. You don't even need the pen in the future or any object, but the next time you notice any kind of feelings that you're carrying with you or that you get triggered by, um, I want you to notice and allow any feelings or sensations to be here with you. Just kind of just let them be. And... And then as best and fully as you can, welcome the feeling with any sensations or thoughts that rise with it, like just kind of what we did with the body exercise. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, can I let this go? And knowing that you dropped the pen a minute ago, you know you can, right? You know you can just let go. And so give yourself permission to let go. And decide to let it go. So it's it's a repeated exercise as often as needed um, until you free, free, feel free of the feeling that you have, um, until you can feel relaxed and open and lighter and more confident and more at ease. So you can even combine these two exercises. You know, you can you can bring in the sensation of the the body sensation or you can just do it with your hand. But it's, it's all really to help you to just continue to practice letting go. And this can come up with anything, like, you know, in your job, you might get triggered by somebody, something happens. You can just, you know, the, the more you do these kinds of exercises, the quicker you can get to the letting go. So does that, okay, does that help? Yes, that was super helpful i'll I will definitely try and and practice more of these perfect so so I'm going to give you some homework because that's what I do as a coach and um, <laughs> I would like you to make this a daily practice, like maybe you know first thing in the morning or before you go to bed to just begin to just do this as a kind of meditation um, to really take in. Anything that's that's really holding on to you for the day and and just do this and let it go and really get into the practice of making it easier and easier for you. I will, will you do definitely that? do it. I will, I will definitely do it. Great. So tell me what are your takeaways from today? My takeaways are... I think first of all, like you said, I have to be
1: crystal clear in my mind about my must haves and my deal breakers, so uh-huh. like you said i will I will try and keep a list where it's easily you know, accessible to me throughout the day. I can keep that in my mind, especially if when I do go and meet new men, and the other big one was that it is up to me to let like, go up the pain and you know, the pain happens to everybody but if I make a conscious choice and if I exercise these tools that you've given me, I can actually let it go. And I don't have to be perfect in it. Uh, the more I practice, I'm sure it will it will help me. So, mm-hmm. but the main thing is that, but the main thing is that, uh, yeah, I, like you said, I have a conscious choice to let it go. You know, it's up to me in the end. And just like dropping the pen, it can be easy if you let it be easy.
0: Yeah. Perfect. So, Yay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd love to, um, to hear some feedback in the group once you've been working on this, maybe next, you know, in a week or so, um, will you report in and let me know how it's working?
1: Uh, with pleasure. Certainly I will.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. And Thank you, Jess, for coming on the show today and, Being my first coaching client live on the radio, um, really appreciate it and um, really hope that you can really heal the past pain because you're a beautiful woman with so much to offer the right man. And, you know, we just want to make sure that you're selective and, you know, really ruthless about about your journey to love.
1: Thank you, Sandy. I'm really honored to be here. And once again, I'm so grateful for all your help. And I have really enjoyed being on your group, the first last date, your first last date for the last six months. There are a lot of amazing ladies there, um, ever ready to give help and support whenever, whenever you need it.
0: So it's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being a valuable member of the group. Yeah, they're wonderful women, and and just I love seeing how they all came to your support on this question. Also, um, yeah. So have a great day, and um, I will see you in the group. Yes, thank you, Sandy.
1: You too. Have a okay, wonderful day. Okay, thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye.